Hello, everyone. This is Margaret Dixon on Page Turners at WTBR-FM 89.7 Pittsfield. And we are going to be reading more of The Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani this week. And we will see what crazy antics our god friends get up to this time. Let us see. The Revolt of the Home Gods There be three broad rivers of the plain, born before memory or fable, whose mothers are three gray peaks and whose father was the storm. Their names be Aimes, Zanis, and Segastrion. And Aimes is the joy of lowing herds, and Zanis hath bowed his neck to the yoke of man, and carries the timber from the forest far up below the mountain. And Segastrion sings old songs to shepherd boys, singing of his childhood in a lone ravine, and of how he once sprung down the mountainsides and far away into the plain to see the world, and of how one day at last he will find the sea. These be the rivers of the plain, wherein the plain rejoices. But old men tell, whose fathers heard it from the ancients, how once the lords of the three rivers of the plain rebelled against the law of the worlds and passed beyond their boundaries and joined together and whelmed cities and slew men, saying, We now play the game of the gods and slay men for our pleasure, and we be greater than the gods of Pagana. And all the plain was flooded to the hills, and Aimes, Zanis, and Segastrion sat upon the mountains and spread their hands over their rivers that rebelled by their command. But the prayer of men going upward found Pagana, and cried in the ear of the gods, There be three home gods who slay us for their pleasure, and say that they be mightier than Pagana's gods, and play their game with men. Then were all the gods of Pagana very wroth, but they could not whelm the lords of the three rivers, because being home gods, though small, they were immortal. And still the home gods spread their hands across their rivers, with their fingers wide apart, and the waters rose and rose, and the voice of their torrent grew louder, crying, Are we not Aimes, Zanis, and Segastrion? Then Mung went down into a waste of Afrique, and came upon the drought Umbul, as he sat in the desert upon iron rocks, clawing with miserly grasp at the bones of men and breathing hot. And Mung stood before him as his dry sides heaved, and ever as they sank his hot breath blasted dry sticks and bones. Then Mung said, Friend of Mung, Go, thou, and grin before the faces of Aimes, Zanis, and Segastrion, till they see whether it be wise to rebel against the gods of Pagana. And Umbul answered, I am the beast of Mung. And Umbul came and crouched upon a hill upon the other side of the waters, and grinned across them at the rebellious home gods. And whenever Aimes, Zanis, and Segastrion stretched out their hands over their rivers, they saw before their faces the grinning of Umbul, and because the grinning was like death in a hot and hideous land, 
Therefore they turned away and spread their hands no more over their rivers, and the water sank and sank. But when Umbul had grinned for thirty days, the waters fell back into the riverbeds, and the lords of the rivers slunk away back to their homes. Still Umbul sat and grinned. Then Aimes sought to hide himself in a great pool beneath a rock, and Zanis crept into the middle of a wood, and Segastrion lay and panted on the sand. Still Umbul sat and grinned. And Aimes grew lean and was forgotten, so that the men of the plain would say, Here once was Aimes. And Zanis scarce had strength to lead his river to the sea, and as Segastrion lay and panted, a man stepped over a stream, and Segastrion said, It is the foot of a man that has passed across my neck, and I have sought to be greater than the gods of Pagana. Then said the gods of Pagana, It is enough. We are the gods of Pagana, and none are equal. Then Mung sent Mbul back to his waist in Afrique to breathe again upon the rocks and parch the desert, and to sear the memory of Afrique into the brains of all who ever bring their bones away. And Aimes, Zanis, and Segastrion sang again, and walked once more in their accustomed haunts, and played the game of life and death with fishes and frogs, but never essayed to play it any more with men, as do the gods of Pagana. So, moral of the story is, do not mess with the gods of Pagana. Well, let's see what other stories await us, but first, a message from our sponsor. It's a revolution! Yeah, baby, yeah! 89.7 WTBR-FL. It's field. Still paying for that monthly gym membership? <laughs> How about that streaming service you never watch? Why not support WTBR-FM instead? For just $8.97 a month, you can show your support for our community radio station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click Donate. It's as easy as that. We need to support this station to keep it on the air. And every little bit helps. WTBRFM for the love of radio. Do you have a favorite show on WTBRFM? Did you miss the last episode? We've got good news for you. Most of our shows are now available on podcast. You can subscribe to your favorite and have the latest episode downloaded to your device automatically on Apple, Google, Amazon Music, Stitcher, or Overcast. Go to WTBRFM.com slash podcasting and find out more today. WTBRFM for the love of radio. And we're back. Page Turners with Margaret Dixon, reading Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani. Next story is called Of Doro Zand, Whose Eyes Regard the End. Sitting above the lives of the people and looking, doth Doro Zand see that which is to be. The God of Destiny is Doro Zand. Upon whom have looked the eyes of Dorazond, he goeth forward to an end that not may stay. He becometh the arrow from the bow of Dorazond, and hurled forward at a mark he may not see, to the goal of Dorazond. Beyond the thinking of men, 
beyond the sight of all the other gods, regard the eyes of Dorazond. He hath chosen his slaves, and them doth the destiny god drive onward where he will, who, knowing not whither, nor even knowing why, feel only his scourge behind them, or hear his cry before. There is something that Dorazond would fain achieve, and, therefore, hath he set the people striving with none to cease or rest in all the worlds. But the gods of Pagana, speaking to the gods, say, What is it that Dorazond would fain achieve? It hath been written and said that not only the destinies of men are the care of Dorazond, but that even the gods of Pagana be not unconcerned by his will. All the gods of Pagana have felt a fear, for they have seen a look in the eyes of Dorazond that regardeth beyond the gods. The reason and purpose of the worlds is that there should be life upon the worlds, and life is the instrument of Dorazond, wherewith he would achieve his end. Therefore the worlds go on, and the rivers run to the sea, and life ariseth and flieth even in all the worlds, and the gods of Pagana do the work of the gods, and all for Dorazond. But when the end of Dorazond hath been achieved, there will be need no longer of life upon the worlds, nor any more a game for the small gods to play. Then will Kib tiptoe gently across Pagana to the resting place in highest Pagana of Manayud Sushai, and touching reverently his hand, the hand that wrought the gods, say, Manayud Sushai, thou hast rested long. And Manayud Sushai shall say, Not so, for I have rested for but fifty eons of the gods, each of them scarce more than ten million mortal years of the worlds that ye have made. And then shall the gods be afraid when they find that Mana knoweth that they have made worlds while he rested. And they shall answer, Nay, but the worlds came all of themselves. Then Manayud Sushai, as one who would have done with an irksome matter, will lightly wave his hand, the hand that wrought the gods, and there shall be gods no more. When there shall be three moons towards the north above the star of the abiding, three moons that neither wax nor wane, but regard towards the north, or when the comet ceaseth from his seeking and stands still, not any longer moving among the worlds, but tarrying as one who rests after the end of search, then shall arise from resting, because it is the end, the greater one, who rested of old time, even Mana Yudsushai. Then shall the times that were be times no more, and it may be that the old dead days shall return from beyond the rim, and we who have wept for them shall see those days again, as one who, returning from long travel to his home, comes suddenly on dear remembered things. For none shall know of Mana, who hath rested for so long, whether he be a harsh or merciful God. It may be that he shall have mercy, and that these things shall be. For those just tuning in, this is Margaret Dixon on Page Turners reading The Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani. Yonath the Prophet 
Yonath was the first among prophets who uttered unto men. These are the words of Yonath, the first among all prophets. There be gods upon Pagana. Upon a night I slept, and in my sleep Pagana came very near, and Pagana was full of gods. I saw the gods besides me, as one might see wanted things. Only I saw not Mana Yudsushai. And in that hour, in the hour of my sleep, I knew. And the end and the beginning of my knowing, and all of my knowing that there was, was this, that man knoweth not. Seek thou to find at night the utter edge of the darkness, or seek to find the birthplace of the rainbow where he leapeth upward from the hills, only seek not concerning the wherefore of the making of the gods. The gods have set a brightness upon the farther side of the things to come, that they may appear more felicitous to men than the things that are. To the gods the things to come are but the things that are, and nothing altereth in Pagana. The gods, although not merciful, are not ferocious gods. They are the destroyers of the days that were, but they set a glory about the days to be. Man must endure the days that are, but the gods have left him his ignorance as a solace. Seek not to know. Thy seeking will weary thee, and thou wilt return much worn, to rest at last about the place from whence thou settest out upon thy seeking. Seek not to know. Even I, Yonath, the oldest prophet, burdened with the wisdom of great years and worn with seeking, know only that man knoweth not. Once I set out seeking to know all things. Now I know one thing only, and soon the years will carry me away. The path of my seeking that leadeth to seeking again must be trodden by very many more when Yonath is no longer even Yonath. Set not thy foot upon that path. Seek not to know. These be the words of Yonath. Yonath seems to be a cheerful fellow, doesn't he? Well, I guess it's hard to remain very sunny if you're a prophet and no forbidden knowledge from the gods, but oh well. Let's see what other crazy stories Pagana has to offer. Of the thing that is neither god nor beast. Seeing that wisdom is not in cities, nor happiness in wisdom, and because Yadin the prophet was doomed by the gods ere he was born to go in search of wisdom, he followed the caravans to Badrahan. There in the evening where the camels rest, when the wind of the day ebbs out into the desert, sighing amid the palms its last farewells, and leaving the caravan still, he sent his prayer with the wind to drift into the desert, calling to Hudrazai. And down the wind his prayer went calling, Why do the gods endure and play their game with men? Why doth not Skarl forsake his drumming, and Mana cease to rest? And the echo of seven deserts answered, Who knows? Who knows? Out in the waste, beyond the seven deserts, where Ranorada looms enormous in the dusk, at evening his prayer was heard, and from the rim of the waste, whither had gone his prayer, came three flamingos flying, and their voices said, 
going south, going south at every stroke of their wings. But as they pass by the prophet, they seem so cool and free, and the desert so blinding and hot that he stretched up his arms towards them. Then it seemed happy to fly and pleasant to follow behind great white wings, and he was with the three flamingos up in the cool above the desert, and their voices cried before him, Going south, going south. And the desert below him mumbled, Who knows? Who knows? Sometimes the earth stretched up towards them with peaks of mountains. Sometimes it fell away in steep ravines, blue rivers sang to them as they passed above them, or very faintly came the song of breezes in lone orchards, and far away the sea sang mighty dirges of old forsaken isles. But it seemed that in all the world there was nothing only to be going south. It seemed that somewhere the south was calling to her own, and that they were going south. But when the prophets saw that they had passed above the edge of earth, and that far away to the north of them lay the moon, he perceived that he was following no mortal birds, but some strange messengers of Hudrazai, whose nest had lain in one of Pagana's vales below the mountains, whereon sit the gods. Still they went south, passing by all the worlds and leaving them to the north, till only Araxes, Zadres, and Hieroglion lay still to the south of them, where great Ingazi seemed only a point of light, and Yo and Mindo could be seen no more. Still they went south, till they passed below the south and came to the rim of the worlds. There there is neither south nor east nor west, but only north and beyond. There is only north of it where lie the worlds, and beyond it where lies the silence, and the rim is a mass of rocks that were never used by the gods when they made the worlds, and on it sat Trogul. Trogul is the thing that is neither god nor beast, who neither howls nor breathes, only it turns over the leaves of a great book, black and white, black and white forever until the end. And all that is to be written in the book is also all that was. When it turneth a black page, it is night, and when it turneth a white page, it is day. Because it is written that there are gods, there are the gods. Also there is writing about thee and me until the page where our names no more are written. Then, as the prophet watched it, Trogul turned a page, a black one, and night was over, and day shone on the worlds. Trogul is the thing that men in many countries have called by many names. It is the thing that sits behind the gods, whose book is the scheme of things. But when Yadin saw that old remembered days were hidden away with the part that it had turned, and knew that upon one whose name is writ no more the last page had turned forever a thousand pages back. Then did he utter his prayer in the fact of Trogul, who only turns the pages and never answers prayer. He prayed in the face of Trogul, Only turn back thy pages to the name of one which is writ, no more and far away upon a place named Earth, 
shall rise the prayers of a little people that acclaim the name of Trogul. For there is indeed far off a place called Earth, where men shall pray to Trogul. Then spake Trogul, who turns the pages and never answers prayer, and his voice was like the murmurs of the waste at night, when echoes have been lost. Though the whirlwind of the south should tug with his claws at a page that hath been turned, yet shall he not be able to ever turn it back. Then, because of words in the book that said it should be so, Yadin found himself lying in the desert, where one gave him water, and afterwards carried him on a camel into Bodrahan. There some said that he had but dreamed when thirst seized him while he wandered among the rocks in the desert. But certain aged men of Bodrahan say that indeed there sitteth somewhere a thing that is called Trogul, that is neither god nor beast, that turneth the leaves of a book, black and white, black and white, until he come to the words, My Dun Izan, which means the end forever and book and gods and worlds shall be no more. For those just tuning in, this is Margaret Dixon reading The Gods of Pagana by Lord Dunsani on page-turners. Yug the Prophet When the years had carried away Yonath, and Yonath was dead, there was no longer a prophet among men. And still men sought to know. Therefore they said unto Yug, Be thou our prophet, and know all things, and tell us concerning the wherefore of it all. And Yug said of the beginning that it was in Yug's own garden, and of the end that it was in the sight of Yug. And men forgot Yug. One day Yug saw Mung behind the hills making the sign of Mung, and Yug was Yug no more. Al-Hireth Hotep the Prophet When Yug was Yug no more, men said unto Al-Hireth Hotep, Be thou our prophet, and be as wise as Yug. And Al-Hireth Hotep said, I am as wise as Yug. And men were very glad. And Al-Hireth Hotep said of life and death, These be the affairs of Al-Hireth Hotep, and men brought gifts to him. One day, Alhireth Hotep wrote in a book, Alhireth Hotep knoweth all things, for he hath spoken with Mung. And Mung stepped from behind him, making the sign of Mung, saying, Knowest thou all things then, Alhireth Hotep? And Alhireth Hotep became among the things that were. Once again, the moral is, do not mess with the god of death. Seems like people seem to keep forgetting that in this story, or these stories, really. But let's see if anyone else makes that mistake. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait till next time for that, as we are at the end of our episode this week. I hope you've enjoyed hearing about the gods of Pagana this week. I've enjoyed telling you about them, and we will continue with it next week on Page Turners by Margaret Dixon.
It has been a delight reading to you all, and I hope to see you next week.